This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get a ton of exclusive content. Help us keep the show going at patreon.com slash flop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga in Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Yoka Kimono. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, we are talking about that. We are talking about Smokey BB, and we are joined... Little Smokey BB! ...by the legendary Foxcade, a.k.a. Fox. Fox, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Uh, Man, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? So I mostly do YouTube media analysis type work. I've recently covered Star Trek. I talked extensively about the One Piece live action series because I fucking love One Piece and just really need to to talk about it. And uh, currently I'm working on finishing uh, my video about the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Oh, nice. So that's the next project on the horizon is explaining why people are struggle to get back into the game because it's too complicated for them. Oh, you you mean how it went from like two lines to like three paragraphs for card? Yeah. Well, it's also I remember <laughs> I was at Comic Con and I like asked a judge and I was like, "How do you like link summons and pendulums?" And he starts describing it. He just like he was like, "Wait, how much time do you have?" And I was like, I, "Like I don't know, like two minutes." He's like, "I don't have enough time to explain it." Do you have time for a seminar? <laughs> He just kind of gave up. He was like, fuck me. I don't know how to explain this in less than 10 minutes. And I was like, what has happened to this game? I have tried multiple times to get into it. It seems what really happens is that Konami is like every year or so, every two or three years, I'll I'll say, I'll be a little bit generous to them. They're like, hey, if we completely change how the game plays, people will have to go out and buy whole new cards. So let's keep doing that. God, It just makes Yu-Gi-Oh! a completely different game on a fundamental level than it was when like I played it when I was like 13. Before I forget, I want to give a big shout out to Dude Rocks who actually suggested we invite Fox onto the show. So thank you so much. Hell yeah. Oh, thanks to them. I really think the game shouldn't have had mechanics past synchro summons. I think that was really the peak. I mean, Exceed may be okay, but it sounds like Pendulum. Exceed I could make the argument for, but it did. it is the first thing that broke the fundamental like rules of card design where it's like it has materials. It doesn't have a level. It has a rank. And then you have to have all yeah. these like various rules to factor in all these like different nuances. And that makes it very frustrating for anyone who's like, wait, why does this card work on Stardust Dragon, but it doesn't work on Utopia? And it's like, oh, well, this is because of da da da. And then every edition thereafter had the same problem of it's got all these weird semantical nuances that are really frustrating for someone that doesn't already know about them. And then they go, oh, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to go play Call of Duty (laughs) or something like. And I get that feeling. I get that like an inherent like gut feeling of just this is too much. Link summons are just like, why? Why did you completely change everything? Link summons are cool for a different game. That's my like core argument of them. It is cool. They came up with an idea that used the board, but it's just a fundamentally different game. Yeah. But we aren't here to talk about card games and whatnot. We're here for baseball. Let's get ready for some baseball. So let's dive into the manga details. Jordan, take it away and tell us about this series. Oh, that's a baseball. Anyway. (laughs) Fucking JoJo reference. Yeah. 
Is that a fucking JoJo reference? Anyway, this was written by Komiyama Kenta called Smokey BB. Well, Smokey BB, the BB is baseball, by the way. His other works include Kikai Banashi, not Akane Banashi. It is Kikai Banashi <laughs> Hanasaka Ikyu. In 2011, That it also ran for 15 chapters and two volumes in Weekly Shonen Jump with uh, Yuya Kawada. It's about a clever monk who engages in games of wits. The artist for this series is is Yuya Kawada, just like his previous manga. Seems like these are these guys are a team. Notable people that they have had as assistants include three people that we have covered on this show, including Gen yeah. Usuka from Golem Hearts and Doran Dororon. Those are two episodes. And uh, Yusuku Shibata of Zipman, which is our first episode. And Yoakemono, which I think we're covering next week. Yeah, we're covering that next week. So there you go. He has a lot of things that he's worked on. I remember saying his name as an assistant many times. Yep, and he also worked on Eight Gravity Boys, which we covered on our Patreon in a long-form review. Wow, David, it's funny that you say that because the next guy that this that uh, Yuya Kawada has had as an assistant is Atsushi Nakamura of Eight Gravity Boys. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, crazy. Fox Kid, are you familiar with Eight Gravity Boys? Not at all. So it turns into a magical bleach parody where the swords are penises because the offer just gave up on trying. Oh, say less. Yeah. Because it's amazing. It's really good, actually. Unironically worth reading. You have my attention. Yeah. Yeah, when they're like, each penis has its own elemental force and he has like a very complicated chart. Oh, I am definitely going to read this. A Gravity Boys is like, you know how in a bunch of manga and uh, just media in general, they'll have insane things happen that like reset the next chapter or episode? Yeah. It's like that, except nothing resets. Some of the tightest continuity I've ever read of any. We're getting off track, though. Uh, Yeah, it's funny because I'd rather talk about A Gravity Boys than Smokey BB. <laughs> I could tell. The next guy was uh, Kentaro Sato of Magical Girl Sight. Never heard of that. And Kisuke Goto of One Operation Joker. Never heard of that. Other assistants include Ryusen Kumada of Stuff I've Never Heard of. Hirokazu Yasuhara of Stuff I've Never Heard of. Toshinori Yano from Stuff I've Never Heard of. Uh, Junichi Turutane, Stuff I've Never Heard of. And Tatsuyaki Maeda, who is apparently a professional assistant with a YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. But George, do you mind telling me about that uh, second to last one you said what their series was? Beast Saga? Wow, I misread it. I thought it said Breast Saga, and I was like, why is Jordan not noting that? <laughs> <laughs> so Dyslexia strikes again. This is why I do the About the Manga section. Yeah, I genuinely was like, why is Jordan not noting one of the authors made a series called Breast Saga? Yeah. I think we all can say, like, no hesitation, I just assumed that was the actual name of a manga. Yeah, that does sound like a manga. That was an ongoing manga, I would 100% believe you. Like, not even a second guess. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Maxi B simply says, hey, do you remember earlier when you read about this Golden Future Cup winning failure? This is still that. <laughs> For those who don't know, there's like a curse. Like, you know, the Madden curse where it's like the team that appears on the cover for Madden famously does not win the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. And that's just been a thing. This is like this where Magaka that win the Golden Future Cup, which is an award given to new uh, Magaka, always have flops and are not successful. But we're not talking about 
about any failed manga. We're talking about Smokey BB. This ran from May 27th, 2013 to September 9th, 2013. The series it replaced was Rookie Policewoman Kiriko, which was also an episode. You check that out. It's number 88. The series that replaced it was Hachi-Tokyo-23-KU-Dash by... <laughs> what? Okay. By uh, Yoshiyuki Nishi, which was also a flop. And that... David, that's the guy who made Bokasan, which is also an episode and one of the worst things we ever read on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom five. Horrible. Completely incomprehensible. And yeah, this series started at the same time as uh, Daijuro Nanoe, who made The Last Seiyuki, which is also an episode and is not one of the worst things we've ever read at all, but one of the more forgettable ones uh, with very good art. Smokey BB, though, went for 15 chapters, two volumes, just like this guy's previous work. Anyway, fuck that. Let's get into the plot. Some Yakuza show up to a baseball field only to find a guy sleeping on the mound. His name is Enjiro, and while Smokey Smoking a cigarette, he challenges them to a baseball game, saying that it will be his last game and cigarette. Despite being an incredible middle school pitcher, Enjiro must quit baseball because his family is 100 million yen in debt, so he has to work to pay it off. By the way, he defeated the Yakuza in a baseball game. I forgot to write that. He also apparently stopped smoking because he never did that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought that was going to be a big thing. It wasn't. It's the name is Smokey is in the title of the series. It's Smokey BB, and it starts off with him smoking a cigarette. But anyway, a girl named Kamado from Ben 10 High School shows up to scout him. Ben 10, I don't remember how the intro goes. The school, which her family owns, is also in serious debt and must win the championship to save it. For some reason, Enjiro at first declines, but after striking out a Yakuza guy who has a tummy ache, he says it many times, so I must make sure that you know this. He does this using his special Smokey style of pitch in which he lets go of the ball in a strange way where people can't tell when the ball is leaving because as this uh, yeah. mentions once or twice, just like comedy, the most important part of hitting a baseball is timing. <laughs> Kamado then offers to pay him 5 million yen per game until he gets enough money to pay off his debt. Popcorn David. I love how Jordan was like, just adds up, this may not be balanced and Jordan's section is just the first chapter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the most important stuff in the whole manga happens in the first chapter. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot in the pile that gets dropped. Enjiro agrees and is soon enrolled in Ben 10, along with his best friend and catcher, Kazami. Kamado tells Enjiro that they must win nationals. I can't believe we didn't do a Ben 10 parody. We made a Red Town reference in the chibi. Don't yeah. sweat it, my friend. In order to get the 400 million prize. By the way, for people unaware, at the time, it was about a hundred to one. So he was about a million dollars in debt, though the yen has tanked. So it's now more like 700,000. Gotcha. So way easier for him to pay off. Yeah. He then meets the director who tells him actually he'll only get the money if he wins nationals before a baseball smashes through his window. It was hit by Kiyazato, Benten's ace pitcher who hates Endro for being paid to play and talks to an invisible snake ghost as Kamado's dad tells her that he wants to kill him himself for fucking up the school so bad. It's a great thing to tell your daughter, by the way. Right? Because that also implies to her that he might kill himself if she fucks this up because he's like, the only reason I didn't kill myself is because it wasn't going to help the school. So what happens if she fucks up and doesn't save the school? Yeah. Like, fucking great. That good, good, just some good dadding right there. No pressure. Enjiro challenges the entire team to a game of nine out where if he wins, they have to accept him and if he loses, he has to quit. Enjiro successfully strikes out most of the team, but while collecting a foul ball, 
he meets Iki, a second-year player with fancy hair who isn't participating because he thinks Kitazato is a dick. A guy hits one of Endro's balls and Iki catches it for him because he suddenly respects him for being a baseball freak. Endro then strikes Kitazato out, even with his superpower of hitting foul balls. Just then, Tortani, the captain of the team with messy black hair as opposed to Endro's wild black hair, shows up, slaps Endro's ass, steps up to bat. What a chad. He hits Endro's pitch, but Kitazato catches the ball and throws him out because he suddenly respects and wait didn't we have this section already no the joke is that they both suddenly respect enjiro that's the joke david Oh, okay, sorry. Because he suddenly respects Enjiro. Now the whole team respects him. Popcorn Fox. After completely destroying the first team in their tournament, the next round is against Hote, a team that wrecked them last year and demoralized the shit out of them. The coach doesn't want Enjiro to play because he doesn't want his spirit to be crushed. So he gets Kizato to play in the first inning, who fucks up and gives up six runs, but calms his nerves. Enjiro gets the coach to put him in. You'd think that fucking up that bad would not help your trauma. It would, like, make it worse. I don't know. Apparently, it was very healing for him. I can't imagine how you're not immensely stressed that you're, like, one run away from being mercy ruled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew gets the coach to put him in, and the team does way better until Mikami, their ace, shows up and hits a home run off Enjiro. Bentem continues to do well, closing the gap admirably, and Enjiro manages to strike Mikami out by tripping and falling while pitching. He does. That's literally what happens. Unfortunately, they can't overtake Hote and lose uh, because Kitazawa fucked up the first inning so <laughs> bad. Then Kamado tells them that actually they have to win the national tournament because a dying billionaire said he'd give up his fortune to whoever won. Sudden flash forward and it turns out they won nationals. Then there is a mini chapter which is a prequel and a page of a beach episode. End series. So I forgot that this was 15 chapters. I was thinking it was 20 chapters. Yeah, me too. So I got to the end of 15 and it was just like, what? It's over? What the fuck? This is just like when we read Demon's Plan where Maxi B, who's like our manga researcher, had to be like, hey, just that's up. Yes, that is actually the ending. The author just kind of quit <laughs> and it just ended. The difference is that Demon's Plan didn't end. It just stopped. Whereas here there is an ending. It's just suddenly three pages at the end. The author knew what was coming, so they just tried to wrap it up as cleanly as possible with how little time they had. Yeah. In the final three pages, there is no sign that the series is wrapping up, and then it suddenly does three pages before the end. So there is technically an ending, it just really doesn't feel like it. Yeah, but we can dive into that later on. But for now, let's dive through the characters. So Fox Kid, do you mind telling us a bit about the actual Smokey BB? Haimura Enjiro, he's our uh, main character, plays baseball so good. And by baseball, I specifically mean he's a really good pitcher because, or as Jordan said, uh, he's able to throw in such a way that he's able to hide when the ball leaves his hand, which makes it very hard for others to predict the timing. Uh, but he's a terrible batter, which is his like yeah. weakness, his, his quirk as a character. Whoa, a pitcher who's terrible at batting? Crazy. I know never in the history of sports has that ever been a thing. It's almost like baseball has a rule for this. I appreciated that because I feel like it would have been bullshit if he was also an amazing batter. Yeah, you want to give like a downside to whatever your character is really good at. Imagine if he was just like mid at batting. Yeah. It's unnoteworthy his batting. I think that honestly wasn't the funniest thing. That is kind of what they say. I don't know. He's just kind of bad and he wouldn't get picked by Brad Pitt for Moneyball is basically what I'm getting. 
I do love how he was like a huge chat. He's like, yeah, I do get paid to fucking play high school baseball. <laughs> Fuck are you going to do about it? I'm good at what I do, so I'm getting paid to come in and do it. I may be misremembering it. I feel someone brought it up in the actual text is, yeah, that's basically what you get recruited for in, like, university-level sports. Like, that's what fucking uh, scholarships yeah. are. Like, he's basically being paid a scholarship, just it's at the, at the high school level. Because that's the thing. This is not fun money he's getting. This is money that is going right into paying the debt that his family owes. Yeah. I respect the fact that he had to stop playing baseball. Baseball, like this is not a bullshit thing where he's like, man, baseball just ain't shit to me anymore and stuff. No, he has to quit to pay off this massive debt. He has real world fucking problems. You know who doesn't have real world problems is his best friend Kazumi, where he's just kind of like the he's kind of like his tails. Who? Kazami. I feel like he's just kind of the tails who? of the main character where he's just like, wow, you're so great at pitching. Who? Kazami. Who? Oh, fuck. Are you doing a bit? I'm doing a bit. Fuck Because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he Yeah, he does absolutely nothing. <laughs> He's fucking nothing in this series. He is like, he's completely useless. I mean, that's just all of these bad series always do that where they only have the time to develop the main character. Yeah. And then they just don't really give a shit about any other supporting characters. Basically, more or less. I don't even know what else to add. Uh, Jordan, do you want to tell us about the the token female manager that I think is like, I guess, legally obligated in every sports manga in Shonen Jump? <laughs> so Kuho Komado, she's trying to save the school, David. Yeah, as a talent scout. <laughs> She's trying to save the school, you know? She heard about this amazing bitcher. She's got to fucking get him, you know, for otherwise your school is going to go out of business because this is a shittily managed school that might deserve to go out of business. What the fuck situation are you in where winning a national baseball tournament is the only thing that can help you save the school? You fucked up bad. But anyway, that's her dad's fault. She is just trying really hard to clean up his fuck up. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about her. She's kind of hot headed. And yeah, she's the daughter of the school director and gets Enjiro and isn't in the majority of the series. I don't even know what else had. Fox, is there anything you think that's worth saying about her? No, she. we get introduced to her in the first couple chapters, and you think she's going to be around a lot more, and then she just kind of disappears for a giant chunk, and it's implied because she's off doing more recruiting, which I think was implying that later down the line they might add more characters onto the team, but that obviously goes nowhere. Yeah, 600 IQ way to introduce new characters without any effort. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, though, speaking of actually, I guess, other team members, can you tell us about the vice captain, who I think is the only other only character that isn't in the first chapter that actually matters in this series? For sure. And there's the vice captain of Benten's team, Kitazato Ayumu, A-Y-U-M-U. I don't know how to pronounce that. I guess it's Ayumu. He know. is meant to be the rival character. He's like the other pitcher on the team that Enjiro has to basically kick off to be the ace. And that's an interesting setup. It kind of invokes kind of a feeling of um, Kageyama and Haikyuu. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to be referencing a lot of other sports anime for for illustration purposes <laughs> that's totally fine even in the notes it's like the vegeta of the series it's like oh this is the guy that's gonna yeah. kind of be the foil to the protagonists and then probably by the end of the series they're gonna be good friends and you know they're kind of going that direction but when he's introduced he's an asshole <laughs> yeah like a comically assholeish guy, even though I actually sympathize with him a little bit. He's like pissed that uh, Enjiro is getting paid to play and like, you know, not knowing his story. Paid and coming in to take his his spot. Yeah, I actually kind of understand why he's pissed. 
Yeah, that's why he's like he's an asshole, but it's actually very reasonable. Yeah, although what's not reasonable is that I think Kitazato is a uh, schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah. He, he talks to like a spirit. Yes, a, a, a snake spirit he talks to, which I don't think is meant to be like a l- literal thing. I think they were kind of going for like a this is the personification of his bad thoughts is what they were trying to get yeah. across. But it does I- imply that he has like a evil snake deity within himself. The thing is that he definitely hears voices and they're telling him to do bad things is the thing about Kitazato. So I don't know. I think this kid needs some uh, help with his mental health is all I'm saying. And his superpower is, of course, to hit foul balls. Yeah. Speaking of some fouls, why don't we get into why it failed? So, Fox, as you are not a failure, can you tell us a little bit about, about oh, wow. this, what you think this series didn't do so well? What a, Sorry, what that, a that segue. Like a compliment, but it's, <laughs> it sounded so mean. Uh, I'm like, you know, as an expert in failure, our guest. <laughs> <laughs> our guest. No, no, please. This series is, if I had to just like give it like a two word description, I would have to go. I feel like this probably applies to most of the flops you read is like failed potential or fr- frustrating potential. Because I look at this and there's so much that it could be. I can see all the pieces going, but it's really shows you that you could have all the pieces there in front of you to make a masterful work of art. But it really takes someone with the training and the skills to put together in a pleasing way. Because, God, did I really want to like this series, but it just oh, did, yeah. did not feel the same way. <laughs> I'm with you. Where it just would tell me no every other chapter. And I'm like, oh. One of the first things that really like knocked me, and this is nothing in the fault of the mangaka themselves or anything of that. It's purely just it was not a popular series, so it didn't get a proper translation. The first few chapters reading this was tough because there is a lot of moments that just did not make sense reading it because of the way it was written it it feels like it was machine translated and someone just slapped it in there because sentences were all over the place and they felt backwards sometimes one of the ones is like uh we posted in the chat when we were uh, talking about it the one to blame am i is something someone says and it's like that's very much supposed to be i'm the one to blame but just nobody caught that in the like cleanup stage or this might be just one person with a program and they're just doing the best they can but it it was tough to read. A lot of the time, these these series are translated by people in Indonesia Uh... who are like, you know, English is a second language to them. But this series, uh, as a result, comes off as, it's not unlike the beautiful Duang translation from JoJo. Or the Sneakers translation from Philosophy School. Or the Snickers translation. Yeah, they translated Snickers as sneakers. That was uh, that was weird. Uh, but as a result, the translation, while at times incomprehensible, is hilarious. Yeah, truly one of the best parts of this manga. Yes, uh, which it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but also, I want to say one of the frustrating parts about this is I mentioned it in the plot summary, but this author is bad, or I guess maybe even this artist is bad at making characters who look distinct. Yes, I got the captain so confused with the main character. The captain, the main character, his friend, the catcher. Yeah, they have five good designs that they just repeat. <laughs> yeah. There are at least three people in this manga that you could describe as, oh, he's an anime guy with messy black hair. Yeah. And there are so many times where I'm just like, wait, which one's that? 
it's something that I'm curious if it would get better if it was like animated or in like a color spread where you are able to really like bring those different details to life. But when you're in these like small comic panels, anytime Enjiro is standing next to the captain of uh, Ben 10, if you told me these two were designed to be brothers, I would 100% believe it. Like, yeah, those two. Maybe they were. Yeah, it's like uh, maybe that was the intention when they were yeah. designed. And then even the um, less so because one of them typically wears a hat, but there's a team member of Hote that looks very similar to the other pitcher, uh, Kitazato. Like they both have like the squintier eyes and like are kind of meant to be the like asshole character. And I was like, I don't know if this is like a design they're evoking for that. You've seen this archetype many times in anime, listener. Like if you've read enough anime, you know that design. Gene from Bleach, like, you know, that yes. creepy guy who's like smiling and like, you know, he's conniving and stuff and he's got plans and he just is a yeah. dick. Speaking of uh, people's faces, there was like so much filler. Did you notice how many reaction shots there were where it's like four or five pages of every chapter was just like people reacting to baseball things? Yeah. I was like, when the fuck are they going to actually play baseball in this manga? That was an issue. There wasn't like a lot of a focus on the actual game. Like, first of all, most of the baseball that's played in this series isn't actual baseball. They're playing nine out or it's like a one on one pitching competition. One of the baseball games lasts for like two pages and they just completely destroy the other team. Yeah, like who who the fuck wants to read about baseball in this manga? That one I'm fine with in the sense of like, okay, now that we got the team formed, we're doing great. Uh, like, we're not going to waste time showing you like us destroying some jobber team. But then you get into the next chapter or the next team, which is like, oh, this is the big, powerful rival school. And that the the rest of the series is basically the, the match against them. Mm -hmm. For me, though, as I was reading it, I kept thinking of other sports manga I really like. Uh, Haikyuu, Hajime no Ippo, Aishil 21. Shield 21, I was thinking about that. It's really the question when you read any sports manga, is this as good as Shield 21? And the answer is almost always no. That's not fair. It's unfair because it's like, are they on the like Mount Rushmore of sports manga type thing? Yeah. I just want to say it, the, the thing I kept coming back to is, does this make me interested in the sport itself? Because all those other ones I, I read it and I'm like, oh man, that'd be so cool to play the sport. And oh man, I can envision myself doing this. Like I got into boxing partially because I really liked Hajime no Ippo. So it's like if a great sports manga can inspire you to be interested in it, either like watching it or participating in it. I did not care about baseball before this i think i care less now <laughs> is that your six word summary yeah the, yeah there you go they keep changing the situation and the solution to um the school's issues at first it's like oh they're gonna win the tournament and bring people in to pay more money from the publicity then it's like oh no they're they're really doing this for the 400 million dollar prize why does a high school baseball tournament have a four million dollar prize pool? well 400 million Four million American dollars. Yeah. It's implied it's just because the founder is fucking crazy about baseball and fucking just loves high school baseball. Well, that's later, though. That's the third yeah, and yeah. final explanation for how they're going to win, which is that there's this old billionaire who's just going to give the winner of this tournament all his money. That's the final one. That's like the last one they go with. Or even just um, Enjiro's like payment where it's like, oh, yeah, just play with us. We'll pay you five million each time Two, We're only going to pay you if you win the Nationals, which is like a huge change to the contract and just total bullshit. Like, come on. 
imagine if the series just stopped and he went to court over like contracts <laughs> lawsuit. That's just what it, and it's like actually it's like how the B movie is about a lawsuit for half of the runtime. Like it's an illegal contract too. It's paid under the table because you're not supposed to be paid for high school uh, sports. Wouldn't you not want to actually sign a physical contract like they do? Because then it leaves a paper trail to you breaking the rules? Yeah. Jordan, you're putting more thought in than the offer did. Yeah, I am. I'll one-up that because when something for me when something's like bad or frustrating I, I I try to like look at like okay what's the core of the issue like why am I not feeling the way I'm supposed to feeling and the whole like payment thing kind of like comes back to my biggest issue with reading this which is there's no ethos to the story there's no like emotional core for why I should care like if you don't like baseball like what's the thing pulling you in so you read like Hajime no Ippo is probably the best comparison point where it's like you read Hajime no Ippo it's you know a kid that gets bullied and then he wants to become a boss boxer because he's saved by a boxer from a bunch of bullies and that kind of brings him into this world and then from there it's like watching him become a better boxer but the emotional core is his search for what strength means like what does it mean to be strong it's like okay that's cool and with this series the the reason why the main character is being involved in this sports thing it's like okay so they need to win this big tournament you know that's a classic sports reason that's like the the main theme like oh we got to save the community center so we got to win the big tournament like (laughs) classic okay i can follow that it's literally like an 80s movie yeah but the reason why the main character cares is is just a very vague my family is in debt so if i win i make money which again is fine but we don't have an emotion to latch on to that because we never meet his family we never see what their living situation is like we're just told about it as just a thing that like oh you should care about that because you're told to that's very true I rethink the first chapter as you meet the main character and he's like, I'm quitting baseball. And his friend's like, what the fuck? And then you cut to like the guy going to work at like a factory or like a a day job to earn money. And then he comes back home and you kind of see his living situation. And it's just like a wow, like this is my life that I'm kind of stuck with. I wish I could play baseball, but I have to work for my family. Like I don't want to be a burden. And you go, oh, fuck. Like I understand that feeling that want to not be a burden and to help your family come out of this situation. And then when he gets the solution of, oh, if you win this baseball tournament, you can bring your family out of this crushing debt. And it's like, oh, okay, this, he's able to put his skills to work. Cool. But it feels like it skips that whole setup and just goes, oh yeah, my family's in debt. And maybe like his little sister has cancer and is coughing up blood. His dad is dead. And like, it's just like his grandma raised them. And like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, like you could give me like the the most wild sob story possible. At least let me believe it. Like, don't just like say it and then just move on. Like, that's just feels like they are not doing the heavy work. I thought Jordan was going to be like, and she's got tuberculosis and it's <laughs> yeah. set in post-world Japan. You know, we just start talking about the plot to do retry. But I think that ties in into probably the last point I want to bring up is just also none of the supporting characters matter. No. There's also like another female character that I think exists literally to say that there's two female characters because she shows up at the beach scene. And she showed up once before, but I have zero idea who the fuck she was. I think that was a character they wanted to introduce later and they had the design and they're like, I want to put this in somewhere. Well, she does show up. She's in a few panels before that. I must have completely forgot that. (laughs) That was not her first appearance, but that's how little she mattered. Same with everyone else on the baseball team. Like baseball is a very easy sport where nine people is a reasonable number to still have a lot of personality and moments. That's why baseball seems like a really good sport for a sports manga, because it's not so at large that it's overwhelming, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do want to respond to um, Fox's pointing out that there's like no ethos here. There is a brief moment where it seems like they're about to bring one up where he's talking to Iki and Iki's like, do you even enjoy playing baseball? And he's like, yes, no, but that's okay because one day I will again. There's moments that and that's what I was kind of getting at earlier when I said like this series has frustrating potential because I can see glimpses of a series that's yeah. really good eking through like it's trying to break through and every chance it does. It's like, OK, moving on. It's like you're, you're so close. You are so close. Yeah. And then speaking of moving on, uh. let's get into what it did well, where we can really talk about yeah. what we actually liked in the series. So Fox, though, keeping with that train of thought, what would you say if you wanted to still some actual pops of the series? What stood out to you? I think we all can all agree to this. It, the, the art is really good. I, I like the, the yes. art style yeah. this author goes with. We talked about this in the cheapy. I'd be curious what you think. I think the art style reminds you a lot of Haikyuu, actually. Yeah, hundred percent. I love all the 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 uh, like two page spreads. Anytime the author get a chance gets a chance to do that, the way that it does um the main character when he's enveloped in smoke, that's such a cool style shot to be like, oh look at how cool my guy is. The the one that really struck me was uh, when him and the other pitcher are kind of having a face off, and then you see a shot of him covered in smoke, and then um, Kitazato he has like the snake wrapped around him as like oh yeah this feels like a very eye shield 21 where everyone kind of has their motif that they kind of have anytime they're they need to have something like personify them <laughs> yeah i do also agree with fox that like i also wanted to like this series because there are brief glimmers of like quality here like genuine quality like i actually really like enjuro i think he's an interesting character i think he his situation unlike a lot of manga we read makes sense where it's like, again, he is quitting baseball for a very understandable reason, which is money. He, yeah. His family, unfortunately, desperately needs money. And baseball is for kids who don't have to work. That's actually a plot in Nine Paul's Dragon Parade as well. Jordan, remember the guy who works at like the toy shop because he can't right. afford to play baseball anymore? So it's interesting that a different sports manga use the same plot point. But yeah, I, I think he totally owns this situation, which is great. He doesn't really try and sugarcoat it. I mean, he's like, he keeps it private, but he's not like, oh, I love baseball. You know, I'm ignoring this terrible. He genuinely seems like someone has an extremely terrible life outside of when he's playing baseball, which he can't really enjoy as well because of how much pressure it is for him to perform. I also think um, in a shittier manga, they would have had a scene where Enjiro turns down the five million because the heart of the game, that's no integrity or whatever. But that would have been completely against his character. And I appreciate that there's a character who is like, no, I need this money. I'm I have to have this money or else I can't play baseball. Yeah, I'm going to get paid. Yeah. Got to get that green. I also enjoy, actually, I think the nine out was actually a nice scene where I was reading it and I was like, I'm kind of hoping I actually like exactly thought that scene was going to happen. Or I was really hoping the scene where the ball is, is like being knocked and he's going to lose and then a teammate catches it. I was very happily surprised to see that actually happen during the nine out as a really great way of showing that the players on the team are starting to support him. Yeah. Well, and especially with Iki, I actually really like the the shortstop character. Like, he's one of the other, like, characters that mm -hmm. actually does get some time to develop. And in a, like, longer manga, he would have been, like, one of the fan favorites. Because it's just, he is not part of the nine-out game where Enjiro has to prove himself. Because he's like, this fucking stupid, like, I, you know, this is like a hazing thing. I just don't agree with it. So he's just, like, off to the side chilling. And then, you know, he talks to Enjiro. is like, why are you playing baseball? Like, do you like it? And then Enjiro says, 
something that like compels him. I was like, no, I want to see this guy on our team. This guy seems cool. He's a baseball freak. I love that. And it's like, oh, cool. And like that nine out game was like a really good setup to introduce the team members, which to its credit, at least got the ball moving on that because, you know, it's not going to introduce like the entire <laughs> roster <laughs> in a few chapters. Got the ball moving. <laughs> <laughs> That actually sounds like a Hideo Kojima character in a baseball game ball moving. <laughs> and uh, it introduced uh, Kitazato and Toritani, the captain. So it's like, okay, like you got the pieces starting to form there, but then just didn't go anywhere from that point. It's always a shame when that happens. I also appreciated that they weren't a shitty baseball team. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that they were going to, like, bring him on here because their team really sucked (laughs) and they needed somebody who was good. This is not a Bad News Bears uh, type story. Because it wouldn't make sense if it's like, oh, just a pitcher is going to save our team that has no skill and no shot at winning. But it's like, nah, this is like a decent team. They are just missing a couple parts to help them go the distance. I also want to say that I really appreciate they still lost that game when he came in. So it was, which really sold the whole, just because you're an ace doesn't, it's a team sport. You can't be the only reason you can't do a no hitter every game. And that was another thing where I was like, I really hope they still lose this game regardless. So this offer was really good at reading my mind of what he should be doing. So I really appreciate him rewriting the series based on what I think would happen. (laughs) It gave a good like little thesis for if the series is going forward, which is the, the captain coming to Enduro after he, he feels like he fucked up because uh the ace of the other team was able to get a fucking home run he's like oh i'm so fucking stupid oh i failed why am i here and then the captain's like hey like baseball's a forgiving sport like you always have the chance to you know fix those mistakes and that's what we're here for like you you know this isn't a one-man team and then yeah this is a team sport i agree and then it turns out they couldn't fit they couldn't fix the errors of the the first guy yeah they got the other guy made too many errors though so <laughs> yeah he, he he fucked us up too bad he fucked it up too bad yeah they should have had him from the start and speaking of how they should have had him the start how about we get into where it could have gone so jordan though do you mind telling us besides how the authors already made changes based on my feedback what is some other things you think he could have revised in this series I think Fox hit on something very interesting that I hadn't considered. Hit on. <laughs> Apply directly to the forehead, blah, blah, blah. But uh, just the fact that showing Enjiro's family, because one of the things that I was thinking of is that just like, why are they in this debt? Who were they in this debt to? I think it's kind of implied they're in the Yakuza, but like, I would have liked to have seen them really approach that more and kind of make the debt more important. Like we had the Yakuza presence in the first chapter. I would have liked to have seen them a little bit more, like have a little bit more conflict there like maybe the team has to deal with like the yakuza showing up trying to sabotage them or something because they want to keep enjiro in debt and and they could like add on to it as like okay why are they in such a debt why and why does enjiro feel responsible for that like is he related to it somehow and that's what like makes him feel like he has a personal reason he has to be involved in it like you know did he make a mistake that cost the family millions and you know Imagine he was playing baseball and his pitch went wide and it like just fucked up. But they showed the baseball destroying cars, but maybe that was an accident where he blew, like he fucked up some Yakuza's BMW. And I also think like maybe if they reduced the number to something a little bit more reasonable, like maybe $50,000 in debt, because it was just a million also just seemed absurd. And it's like, how is he ever going to crawl out of that? Yeah. Right. That's just a lot of debt. And there's no explanation for why. How do you get a million dollars in debt and not say how? And it was probably gambling, but you know. 
Yeah, I was probably gambling like his parents or something. But like, again, <laughs> I don't know. And yeah, I agree. It would have it would have been cool if it or like it would have been more interesting if it partially was Enjiro's fault or he at least viewed it as his fault. So he had some kind of guilt there. You know, it is reasonable to want to help your family, but like it could be more. And the series might have gone there, but it didn't. It didn't in what we had. I also think something I would have done is I think I would have like sped run to the nine out chapter because I think that's the perfect introductory chapter. Like instead of I think it was like chapter six or seven made that like chapter two or three because what you can do and it's um Fox, have you ever read Witch Watch? No. So Witch Watch is awesome. It's one of my favorite series, but essentially it's about a witch who is like a teenage witch with superpowers. And what they do is it's really cool because everyone knows she's like a witch. They try hiding it. It doesn't work out in like the second chapter. And she's like, OK, yeah, I have magic. Does anyone want to fly? And the whole class goes flying with her and they use that in the way that different people are flying like some people literally like emulated Dragon Ball Z character some people are being careful some are just going nuts and that's how you introduce all of her classmates personality really quickly in like a very organic way the nine out is exactly the same structure where you could just take like two or three pages and show how first introduction of every teammate with the main character is a picture oh yeah I even think of uh the sports manga I would pull from for like how, how you do that is even just like the um starting point of uh Haikyuu like after you introduce um Hinata and Kageyama like your two central leads that it's like okay they go to the high school division they want to join the team and then they meet their seniors and they go okay we're gonna have like a um, two versus two match between all the juniors and you guys need to like fucking get better team teammanship uh, yeah. get, get your shit worked out and it's like okay this is a great way to introduce a lot of your main cast because it's like okay you have the juniors fighting against each other you see their rivalries you see the senpais reactions to that and how they commentate on it it's like oh this like really gets everything moving and uh, you can see that with the nine out uh part of the uh smoky bb but yeah it doesn't really flesh out enough no it doesn't and then does anyone have any other things that they feel like they would have like revised about the series yeah, I mean, maybe just have more consistency with why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. It was just kind of confusing. Like, I didn't really understand how this was supposed to work, and it was pretty clear the author did not either, because he kept moving the goalposts. He was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. He had a vague idea based on what other sports series did, but didn't fully understand the why in a lot of cases, it felt like. Yeah, we, we've seen that a lot. They know they're supposed to do things, but don't understand why. We saw that in I Said Gil, which was probably the most egregious example of that, which was a series we just covered before this one. The author set out going, I want to have a 80s style save the rec center baseball tournament manga, but he just he couldn't figure out how to do that. And yeah. he kept realizing, shit, that wasn't good enough. Let me change it. Shit, that wasn't good enough either. I am curious about, and this is not like a, this person's a fake fan. Oh, how dare they? I am genuinely curious. I know baseball is a very popular sport in Japan. I'm curious if the author is a baseball fan because the, the source material does not give the impression that they are. The The only like baseball player that they name check is Roger Clemens and they reference them twice. Anytime they need to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's a warm a baseball point. player. Oh, uh, Roger really Clemens. And it's like, okay, like you already used that example. Could you not pull another one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this offer didn't seem to actually care about baseball based on how he did everything he could to show baseball. Not at all, yeah. Two separate players mentioned Roger Clemens. Yeah. It's not the same guy. That was the only player they could get the rights to from Shoesha. <laughs> they got the rights to Roger Clemens' name. Oh, uh, this reminds me of how Matama Security Babe Ruth just shows up as a ghost. Matama Security 
they have a ghost that's like saying some like words that are like mystical and it's just Dikembe Mutombo's full name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. I think we're getting a miscellaneous spot. So let's dive into there. So um, my thing, this stood out to me, is the chairman looks exactly like the chairman from prison school. So if people are unaware, that's that famous scene where it's like a bunch of kids go to prison school and the chairman is really obsessed with women's asses. And he challenges the main character to say boobs or butts. And it's like a life or death situation where he has to convince the chairman what is superior. And that's how I know about that character is just from that scene. <laughs> I still think about that scene when you like wrote that down. I immediately could see it once I look back at the chapter uh, artwork. I somehow missed this one. Oh, it's great. I also love how uh, Mikami Shun flexes about how many lawsuits the school's got into because of how he plays baseball. So speaking of Giga Chad behavior. <laughs> Remember they had that one chapter where like um, that one like early pro baseball player shows up who like just got signed and just got his first car that which Enjiro trashes. Like, what was that? What was that about? That never matters. It never comes back. That's how I got in debt. <laughs> Should have reused that plot to say how he get how a 15 year old gets in a million dollars in debt. They could have had him go like, <laughs> I've done that before or something like, yeah, so stupid. The series does the thing where um, it has some guys show up and just be the worst assholes, the biggest douchebags ever, like unequivocally. What the fuck is this guy's problem? I don't know. Um, and then Fox, did you have any miscellaneous thoughts? Oh, one really uh, good scene is the way it was presented is when uh, Mikami gets the home run uh, on Anjiro and you just see like the reaction yeah. shot of like as he's about to hit the hit the pitch and then it cuts to him singing the anthem for his pre prefecture as he's just casually walking the bases. It's like that was a clean that, that's 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 tight. I, I will give them that like he just crushed it. We don't even need to show it. He just was that decisive and just like, yeah, I'm just going to walk. <laughs> my bases <laughs> yeah yeah i also want to say um there's a moment where anjiro tells a guy that he looks like character from like an old baseball anime and i think that that's a reference to this one extremely popular baseball anime from like the 60s or something or, or 70s that got people it's like partially responsible for the popularity of baseball in japan mm -hmm. and i know this because kanikuman makes so many fucking references <laughs> to it there are are so many jokes and parodies about that specific anime all throughout Kadikuman. And that's how I know it exists. I'm more of an ultimate muscle kid myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And then um, before we move to the next session, I just read off some wonderful notes from Maxi B, who says, I, that is to say, Maxi B, researcher and trivia monkey, once wrote a multi-part history of baseball and weekly show and jump, declaring this beacon of hope for the genre moving forward. Didn't work out, did it? Nah, sorry. And there's so little information about these creators who have basically disappeared since. They're at, it's actually a bit sad. Thankfully, a friend of the show and former guest Andy's Islands, who was on our Bootsu Zone episode of Patch Cafe, Mankin Trad, and most relevant manga priorities, pulled through majorly and is a collection of offer comments from the magazine during the magazine's run. They will be linked in our notes. You can find them on the Patreon. But amongst them, you can find out that the artist mentioned that he visited his grandparents and they gave him a fuck ton of juice. The author, interestingly, has a ton of muscle pain, which I guess it's a good thing he's writing instead of drawing. He also said that he enjoys Matsusaki's performance on live TV. <laughs> the drama legal high uh no relation to a different high school related legal series we've covered uh, well that was middle school david 
and the writer thinks baby geckos are cute, which, eh, yeah, it's a fun fact. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go in final verdicts. How's that sound, everybody? I don't agree with how this guy uh, wrote his series, but uh, we, we can agree on, the, on that. You know, we can come together on it's a good take. <laughs> He's got a good take on geckos. Reading some sex for summaries from the community from Tucker, Rubba Mom, Manga Will Bomb, Maxi B, a head first slide and a second cancellation. Andy's Island, only you can prevent cancellations. Smokey, the bear. Chemi Chems, so not the Burt Reynolds movie. Oh, you're going to love our cover art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was like Jordan. I have the dumbest idea for cover art ever. And he was like, let's do it. Chicken Willard says he boots me alternative for the modern gangster. Dackerson. Yakuza's Yakuza baseball. Never mind high school baseball. Dude rocks. <laughs> ND, NDP, NDBP, Nine Dragons Ball Parade is looking pretty good now. Disagree, but that's all right. Yeah. I think this series is better than Nine Dragons Ball Parade. Say what you will. Yeah, uh, Glormax had struck out, kneecapped by the Yakuza. Captain Clueless, listen to smoking out the window. Lord Anubis, true art's incomprehensible. This isn't, though. Portal Man, Sega's Yakuza ripoff ain't worth it. Or, I want 10 cent beer night. Redblade, next Sunday as in tomorrow. Oh, whoops, sorry. That was someone asking me when their six word summary was done and they didn't get it in time. Sorry, Redblade. Riley, smoking causes cancer, stroke bad manga. Subbubby, just like Humoro's pitches, nothing hit. Spiffy, thought baseball was boring, still do. Well said. Spike, you don't always die from tobacco. And T Wolf would said winning the worst translation award already fox what was your six word summary i'm workshopping something in my head like smoke in the wind mm-hmm. yo i like it off the dome jordan how about you wait how is this gonna work oh so you're gonna give me a summary that's six words no david that was my six word summary fucking what no way i couldn't tell yeah because how the fuck is how are they gonna pay off the fucking debt with this way what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then mine was Walks Plot in a Grand Slam. That's pretty good, yeah. I thought that one was good. I guess it wasn't. I think that was good. I think that was good. And you got a thumbs up for me. Do you guys didn't say nothing? I was like, damn. Did you want a standing applause for that one? Yes. I uh, Well, if you gave me a thumbs up, I can't see it, you know. Oh, okay. I thought of it like at 2 a.m. and wrote it down. It's really fucking funny, David. Thank you. All right. So finally, we got flop or not. So, Fox, do you think this is a series is a flop or not or even a certified flop if you think it was terrible? I I do have to say flop. It's not a certified flop. It's not like a awful series, but it just didn't work. I think that's a fair viewpoint. I also think this is bad, but not atrocious. And then how about you, Jordan? Uh, This is a flop. Yeah, not certified. Not certified. There are moments where I think you can see how it could have really worked, like uh, Fox has mentioned a few times here. And as a recommendation, I would recommend that listeners look up and read articles about time that Doc Ellis, a major league pitcher, threw a no-hitter on LSD, because it's really interesting. Yeah, that's such an interesting story yeah yep and then how about you fox what is your recommendation just because i referenced it so many times and i've recently been like rereading some of it uh i show 21 is still hell yeah uh, a banger of a series if you need something that's a little bit more easily accessible uh, i'm pretty sure high q is still on netflix so that'd be the other one option I think those are great. I love Ice Shield. I reread it. It holds up. I also feel like it's the Chrono Trigger of manga where they just had like a dream team assembled to make it. Yeah. Um, and it just worked out. <laughs> and then my personal recommendation is I was originally say just watch Dungeon Meshi. It's airing on Netflix, but that doesn't really have anything to do with sports. I just want to recommend it. So I would agree with it, though. Well, thank you. I, for sports, I would say read Blue Box. I think it is definitely the best sports manga running in Shonen Jump right now. It's pretty And good. it's very cute. Is that different from Blue Lock? It's a basketball player and a Batman player's romance together. Oh. So it's different from Blue Gender is what you're telling me. Yes. It's a very confusing trilogy. I'm with you. (laughs) Do people remember Blue Gender? Uh, No. Okay. Never heard of it. There we go. 
So Jordan, we both thought this was a regular flop. This is not in the bottom consideration. So I think not even we don't have to say it's the worst thing we read. So let's get into the wrap ups. Fox, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. This is actually our first episode we've recorded in about a month with a guest. So sorry for a little rusty, but I hadn't. We had an absolute blast. Where can everyone find all the amazing things you do? For right now, I mostly just do my work on YouTube. I post like a large essay type video every every few months. So you can find me on YouTube at Foxcade. You can find me on Twitter at SuperFoxcade. And if I ever get the inspiration to, you can find me on Twitch for the under the same name. It's everything's under Foxcade. You can easily find me there. It's a cascade of Foxcade. Exactly. So, <laughs> and and you, you never know what you're going to get. I like being like a H-bomber guy type thing where mm-hmm. you never really oh, know nice. what you're going to get. It's not like a, oh, they do manga or they do anime. It's like one day I just start talking about a card game I liked as a kid and just really wanted to talk about it. The next day I Hell talk yeah. about getting into Star Trek. So you're going to talk about how modern Yu-Gi-Oh is fine and that's OK. You're you're are you reading my notes? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's actually goes for in the next episode for Fox. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I also want to say, along with Jordan writing Fox's videos, apparently, I want to s- you are also awesome at making opening and ending themes, being a great co-host, and helping with editing. Thank you, David. Uh, you are fantastic at putting the show together and having birthdays that are easy to remember and being a great friend and co-host. Thank you. Uh, Fox, for context, my actual birthday is December 31st. Oh, that is easy to remember. Yes. I also want to give props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxie B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on X at Shonen Flopcast, Tumblr, Shonen-Flop, our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. Come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us, talk about anime games, whatever else is on your mind. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support get a ton of awesome perks including exclusive monthly episodes jordan what are we dropping this month you're gonna figure out if all of david's jokes about black clover being mid were justified because we're covering the first few volumes of black clover I love how even the black clover fans are like it is very mid i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) hey it's mid but i like her yeah, listen, it does. It has zero ambition, and it knows it. Hey, better than what the author did before. Yeah, we uh, Hungry Joker was not good. And uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash unflop, and now we're going to read us some of our patrons. Starting with our dolphin dads, we have Glormac, and like most MILFs, Sean makes me sad and horny at the same time. Oh, God. And my wonderful wife, Rachel, who is enjoying her cookie crisp, but apparently they're not as good as they used to be, so I'm sorry, Rachel. Moving on down to the ravioli tier, where you can get weekly photos of my adorable pupperino ravioli. So my birthday party was in the event space in my building, so dogs aren't normally allowed, so I brought her down. It was like the queen visit where she did like a drive by saying hi to everybody for like 10 minutes. <laughs> we have Chris, Eva, Karate Chopsticks, Matt, T, and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the King of the Force, we have 090Z, Bandit Stoof, My Girlfriend, Chad Mason, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kirby Munn, Marty, Max Baker, Sarah Hydra, Sean, if I slide into your DMs, will you slide something into me? Wink, wink. Oh, that's not the name of the patron. That's from me, T. Wolfwood. <laughs> Is <laughs> that Tommy part of the Boy. name of the patron? <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> we have a, a good amount of overlap with Amy out of context, and you can always tell who's an anime out of context patron because they just hassle they just hassle their people oh god and uh yeah so uh anything else you want to toss in there jordan i'm so mad that david uh referred to twitter as x but i'll get over it listen to mission ignition that's it 
That sounds good to me. All right, now all that's left to do is sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts in Yokimono. Uh, Yokimono. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been Jordan. This has been David. This has been Fox. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopping. Yeah. Steer. Bye. 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 Bye.